Alrighty. I'd like to welcome you this morning to Landmark Baptist Church Sunday School uh, lesson this morning. And uh, we thank you for, for listening in. We get a lot of compliments. And uh, we work hard to be able to teach the Word of God. We uh, got Don. He's going to be reading the, the verses here in just a minute. We're going to be teaching today at a Psalms chapter 14. If you want to get your Bible out, you can be following along with us. But before we get in our Sunday school lesson, I want to show this beautiful cup that uh, <clears throat> Judy, Sister Judy, sent me. And uh, we want to give you a good up close. I don't know, can you see that yet, Rita? Mm -hmm. All right, Sister Judy uh, sent me this cup. We thank God for Sister Judy. As far as I know, she's still in the hospital. But I, I love Sister Judy. I grew up with her. We go a long ways. But I'm glad she's saved. And boy, she come over here at church with a good friend, Sister Geraldine. Yep. And the first time they came, a blessing, boy, a blessing. They jumped up and hugged one another right there on the front row. I'll tell you what, that was a blessed sight. Warmed my heart, touched my heart. I'll never forget that. That's kind of the way life is. You know, you, you have little places there where, you know, it's struggling. And next thing you know, you're hugging and kissing one another. That was a beautiful sight. I love Sister Geraldine. And I love Sister Judy. We want to have a quick word of prayer. Then we'll have Donnie read the scriptures. Our Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, just want to give you praise, Lord. How unworthy, Lord, I am, Lord, to be even standing here today alive. Lord, you cause it to rain on the just and on the unjust. Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Lord, you take your hand and you feed the whole world. Lord, your compassions fail not. Lord, you're rich in mercy to all that call upon you. How great to be praised you are. Oh, help our worship to be pure. Yes, Lord. Help our praises, Lord, to be about you and to you. May we sing our best songs, Lord, in adoration, Lord. I thank you for Sister Rita, Lord. Yes, Father. What a blessing, God, she bestowed upon me. Yes, Lord. Singing that song, Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Wednesday night, Lord, I love a song. Can't help it. Every now and then it comes a song. It just registers in my heart. And, and I'm glad that in Jesus' name we can be healed. And in Jesus' name we can be saved. And in Jesus' name we can keep going. I thank you for Sister Rita singing that song Wednesday night, Father. Father, we want to pray for those that are sick out there, Lord. Uh, Lord, I, I know you, you sent your word and healed us. And I know you visit us with healing your wings. I know you're the Lord God that healed us. You're the great physician. You even raised Lazarus from the dead after four days just to show that you could do it. Lord, there's nothing impossible with you. Nothing too hard for you. That woman, Lord, had an issue of blood. Lord, she suffered many things by many physicians. Spent all she had and finally she come to Jesus. Lord, you healed her so fast. Lord, she felt it in her body that she was healed of that plague. And you turned around and said, Who touched me? And she knew and you knew who touched you. And she said, It was me. And you told her, Go in peace, daughter. You said your faith has made you whole. Yeah. She put her faith in Jesus. Help us do the same thing. I pray for Rita's husband, Joe. 
Oh Lord, he's got to have surgery at the end of this month. And I pray for a young man, Lord, that he's trying to help. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there needing help. I pray for that young man. I pray somehow, Lord, he'd come over here at this church and hear some good news and find bread and fish on the fire. I pray for him, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray, Father God, for Judy and Geraldine. Yes, Father. Lord, I pray you visit them, Lord, today and bless them with the blessing of God and fill their cup, Lord, till it runs over. Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, Brother Patrick been sick. We pray for him and pray for Sarah. Pray there be no sickness in their home. Pray, Lord God, you bless them. Pray for Sister Joanne, Lord, probably listening right now. We love Sister Joanne. We know, Lord, she'd be here if she could. Lord, she can be here thanks to the live stream. Mm-hmm. We pray for Brother Eric this morning. Yes, he wanted to be here. Sister Rita said his stomach got to giving him problems and he had to stay home. Send a blessing his way, Lord. Lord, bless all your children. Yes, Lord. And I pray for those Sister Carolyn then recovered, Lord, from her broken foot. And she's praising God and I'm praising God with her, Lord. She won't be needing a walker, won't be needing a cane. Lord, she's able to walk. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I pray for Sister Vani. Yes, Lord. Been through a deep valley. Lord, she's out of it. And uh, Lord, she's coming soon. She just hadn't driven very far, but we know, Lord, she'll get here. We pray you'll bless her, Father, today, and we'll bless her when she does make it here. And I pray, Lord, Father, for others, Lord, that are out there, Father. Oh, Lord, we pray for Mike. We pray, Lord, Father, for Bruce. We pray, dear Father, Lord, for, for Sarah's stepdad, Lord, got congestive heart failure. Just so many, Lord, that we wouldn't have the time to name them all, Lord. We consume the whole Sunday school hour. Yes. But I pray for those, Lord, that are spiritually sick, Father. They've never been healed by salvation. They're dead in trespasses and sins. And some of them know it and some of them don't. Lord, I pray you'll open their eyes that they may know whether they need to be saved or whether they're already saved. And those that need to be saved, Lord, I know your word says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. Some of them done got up in years, Lord, and mm-hmm. still not saved. I remember reading, I believe, in Jeremiah. Said the harvest is past, and and uh, the the, the uh, let's see the summer's past, the harvest is past. We're still not saved. I didn't quote that exactly right, but the latter part of that those verses, and we're still not saved. I want them to get saved, Lord. Those that are sick, I pray, Lord, they seek you in their sickness. They look to you, Lord, for the healing that they need. Help my wife, Lord. She's making some progress and we thank God for that. Bless her and help her. I pray for Mark's wife, Kay. Lord, she's down in Tennessee and and, uh, Lord, I think Hermitage, Tennessee, I may not got that right, but we pray for Mark and Kay Hurt. Lord, at least they found out what's causing Kay's problem and I pray, Lord God, they'll help her to get well. I pray for Brother Mark Got back pain. Lord, I had back pain this morning. Thank God for Advil. I don't take many pills, but I took two Advils this morning. I have to admit, I didn't think I'd be here today, but thank God for mercy and grace, and thank God, Lord, for medicine. Bless your men of God today. 
Lord, those that stand for the Word of God, those that will be teaching today, those that will be preaching today, bless them, Lord. And bless your churches. I pray they be filled today. I know, Lord, when the weather gets pretty, it seems like things get in the way. When the weather's cold, it seems like, Lord, we just can't make it. But I thank you, Father, for everyone that makes a, a decision to be in the house of God today. And I pray you bless them for doing it. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things, Father. Help our nation, Lord. Nothing would make me happier, Lord, than to see a net of a repentance in America. From the greatest to the least, that they'd say they're sorry and they'd seek forgiveness and refuge in the mercy and grace of God. In Christ's name we ask it, Father. Amen. Amen. I get Brother Donnie up here reads Psalms chapter 14. Before he started, um, <coughs> Sister Gerald come on here and said prayers have been answered. Judy's home. Amen. Uh, we like amen. good news. Amen. That's, I like that's it. Proverbs 25, 25. Amen. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news amen. from a far country. Amen. amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I want to thank the Lord for being here this Bless morning. You. I couldn't make thank it. You, couldn't make it last week. But I tell you what, the Lord is. He, he, was, he touched me last week. He's with me all of last week. Thank you, Tom. He's with me this, this morning. The Lord gives us seven days. <clears throat> and the least we can do is try to give the Lord Sunday, Wednesday night if we can, Sunday night if we can. Amen. But, you know, it's just Satan, he can come and pick on us anytime he wants to. But <clears throat> think about our loving Heavenly Father. He'll, he won't come in until you ask him. But I thank the Lord that we ask Him and He'll come in. He'll sup with us. Honor. He'll be with us. You know, He'll give us that desire. Oh, yeah. He'll give us that desire where we want to be here on Sunday, if we can. Amen. You know, <clears throat> and that, that's what I tell a lot of people, you know what I mean? A lot of them are not able to make it, you know, on Sunday. And they yeah. feel upset, feel depressed and everything. I said, I said, God knows your heart. God knows if you can't make it, you can read your Bible. You can listen to it on live stream. Yeah. I said, but God kind of God gets frustrated on a Christian if they're able to come come to church to hear the word preached, sing mm -hmm. praises to him. You're right. God loves us. Yeah. God still loves us, but he still he frowns a little bit. He deserves better than what he gets. Yeah, he does. But I mean thing about you know, he gives us Amen. seven days. <clears throat> you know, he don't ask he don't ask much from us. Amen. He gives us seven God. days. But I'm gonna uh, Start on Psalms 14, chapter 1. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Mm. They are corrupt. They have done ab abominable. abominable works. There is none that doeth good. There's two. Verse 2. The Lord looked down from heaven oh my. upon the children of men. To see if there were any that did understand and seek God. I thank the Lord that He He puts that He puts it in my heart where I want to try to seek Bless God much as much as I can. Mm. Am I perfect? No. I'm just I'm a sinner saved by grace. Number three, they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Mm. Verse four. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? 
who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. Mm. Verse 5. There were, there were they in great fear for God is in the generation of righteousness. Verse 5. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor because the Lord is his refuge. Amen. Verse 5. Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, Amen. and Israel shall be glad. Amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Boy, I like that good news. I'm glad Judy's home. Amen. I'm glad they're watching. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. We thank God for Sister Judy and Sister Geraldine. I would give anything to have them here. But I'm glad, praise God, they can at least be here by way of the live stream. We thank God for that. Amen. A lot of modern day devices can be used for good. Some of them are used for the wrong, but I thank God that we got the opportunity to use them for good. We're trying to get the Word of God out. And uh, that's our earnest desire. Uh, Donnie mentioned there <clears throat> that the Lord gives us opportunities the Bible says draw nigh to God and He'll draw nigh to you in James, I believe, chapter number 2. And it also says in Hebrews chapter 11 that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Like Donnie said, if you can't come, you can read your Bible, you can pray, you can spend some time with the Lord. And I'll tell you this, anytime you spend time with the Lord, it's time well spent. Amen. 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 He's the one that gives us length of days. He's also the one that can shorten the days. So yes. my advice to you be spend some time with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 14. We've done taught on verse 1 and also on verse number 2. So we're going to start there in verse number 3. And uh, before I do, let me just say this. Uh, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. And, and there's a lot of fools today that have went to great lengths to somehow remove God. I mean, on our money, it says in God we trust. And uh, we're supposed to be, and I, I say this with charity, we're supposed to be one nation under God. And now we're many nations under many gods and that's one of the biggest problems that we've got going on in America uh, Jesus said a house divided it cannot stand and our country that used to be the United States of America is now uh, focused more on diversity uh, diversity equity and all of that uh, they're trying to somehow uh, you know, uh, remove God out of the premise, I guess. But the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It says they are corrupt. That's one of the things that causes corruption is the lack of God. Mm -hmm. I have to admit, before I got God in my life, not only was I corrupt, I was very corrupt, amen. amen. It says they have done abominable works. I'm guilty. I've done them. But I'm glad He's rich in mercy. Amen. I'm glad the blood of His Son Jesus cleanses us from all sin. I don't know about you out there that's listening this morning, 
But I'm glad my sins on the bloodshed. Never be remembered no more against me. I don't want nobody to know how big a fool I was. I don't want to know how big a fool you was. Hey, he don't care. He cast our sins as far as the east from the west. Never to remember them no more against us. God don't care neither. He said if we be faithful to bring our sins to Him, He be faithful and just forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from our sins. What a God, amen. amen. But I, I was corrupt. I done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. There's a few out there think they doing good. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> but they ain't. I want you to notice that four-letter word there, none. Yeah. There's none. That doeth good. I, I can't do good, but I know one that did good. And, and he imputed his righteousness upon me. And now I am good. Now I am accepted in the beloved. Now my Father is a heavenly Father. Now I'm in the family of God. Now my citizenship's in heaven. But I have to admit, there's a lot out there that don't know that they can't do good. I'm telling you, he went to the cross because we were lost, because we needed someone to help us. He gave his life a ransom for all. Got to get out of preaching and teaching. There's a good spirit here this morning. Amen. He gave his life for all. Verse 2, the Lord looked down from heaven on the children of men. Here's why he looked. To see if there were any they did understand and seek God. Boy, God's looking today. Yeah. Like I said, we done we done touched on these two verses, so we're going to focus here on verse number three. And this kind of continuation of verse two, when God does look, <clears throat> and when God did see, here's what he saw. Mm -hmm. They're all gone aside. They're all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. Verse 2 and verse 3 kind of go together there. But uh, God is looking. And uh, God is seeing us go astray. And He's seeing where we're spending our time. And uh, I believe it's Romans 3, verse 12. It, it does say there's none good, no, not one. And uh, we'll hit that real quick here. It says they're all gone out of the way. All means all. They're all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. That shouldn't be true. We should seek to do good. The Bible mentions in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, or you, ye just means all of you, that ye present your bodies... <clears throat> A living sacrifice to God. You know, what could I do? I appreciate Rita giving a little testimony this morning about a young man. He's, he was a drug addict. His father got him hooked on drugs and he'd done something about it. He said, I had enough of that. Been clean now a little over a year. But you know what? That probably won't last very long. I know one that, boy, uh, he, can, he can make you not only clean for more than a year, hey, he can put it under the blood, he can put it away from you. Uh, whom the Lord sets free, they're free indeed. He he can deliver the drug addict. Uh, he can deliver those who are in bondage. Uh, I'm telling you, there's no restraint with him. Uh, I'm telling you, if you look to him, you'll find what you're looking for and you'll find what you need. But uh, here uh, he says, verse 3, 
They are all gone aside. You know, I'm thinking this morning, uh, mentions in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 3, says before the day of the Lord comes, there's going to be a falling away. And uh, you know, I don't want my name to be in there, but sadly, I listened to a preacher preach this morning. Boy, he done a good job. Young preacher. But he's talking about when he was young, he used to preach with another young preacher. And uh, they kind of got uh, separating. One went one way and one went the other way. And uh, he said he ended up doing some prison ministry. And uh, he said as they called him in, uh, one of them lingered and stayed behind. And he went over to see what the need was. And he looked and it was a young man that used to preach with him. He said, what happened? And he said, I married the wrong one. And he said, she left me. And I got so discouraged. He said, I went and robbed a store. I went outside, sat in my car with the money, with the gun, and waited for the police to show up. He said, that's how discouraged I was. He said, I, I wanted to be in jail. That's really the opposite of what he should have did. But uh, anyway... Uh, here in Second uh, Thessal or Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three, come on, eight here in Second Timothy, probably help us in the right book. It says, "Let let no man deceive you by any means." We've got a lot of deception going on today, and uh, it goes on to say, "For that day shall not come." Talking about the day of the Lord, except there come. Uh, falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition now listen that day is coming but the evidence of that day uh, churches are getting smaller one of the prayers that I pray for Mount Zion Baptist Church is that God will bust out the scenes with people coming in uh, that that Lord had to of their works such as should be saved Brother Charles Fishback and his deacon Brother Kenneth I pray that God will fill their church. I heard Brother Charles one day talk about they didn't have hardly anybody coming. I got a burden for him. I've been praying for a long time that God would fill their church with people that want to hear the Word of God, want to sing the songs of God, wanted to grow in the Lord. And I, I can't let up on that prayer. But that falling away, it's in all churches. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, they ought to be busting out the seams. But it's a sign of the times here. Yeah. It says, that day shall not come, talking about the day of the Lord, except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed. We are living in the last days. And uh, let me say while I'm on the subject matter this morning, if you're home this morning and you're watching this Sunday school lesson by way of the live stream and... Uh, you're able to be here at church today. I, I, am, I would like to say I implore you, I encourage you to get up, get dressed, get ready, and get here. There's just no other way to get the blessing of God than to be there when it's poured out. Amen. Amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. The Bible tells us not forsaken the assembly of ourselves together as a manner of some. It don't matter if everybody's doing it. That don't mean you got to do it. Get dressed. Hey, get ready. Get the kids ready. Come on over here and let's shout the roof off. Amen. 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 Yeah, the Lord's looking. 
And uh, what he's seeing is our falling away. And he's seeing our absence. Jonathan told David, tomorrow's a new moon and your seat will be empty and you'll be missed. I'll tell you, I miss someone look back there and the seat's empty, amen. But I'm not the only one that's looking. God's looking too. God's seeing. Uh, the Bible talks about the time will come when they won't endure. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, sin will abound and love of many will wax cold in Matthew 24, verse 12. That other one was second. Uh, Timothy, verse 4, verse chapter 4, verse 3. That falling away. God's looking. And uh, He says, they're all gone aside. Don't be one of that all. <laughs> hey, don't be that all. They are all together become filthy. You know, uh, I, I like to stay clean. I took a bath this morning, took a shower, shaved, washed my old bald head. But there ain't nothing like the water of the Word of God. Uh, it's mentioned, I believe, in Ephesians chapter 4. I believe it's Ephesians 4. We'll find it real quick. But that, that water of the Word, here we go, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, talking about the church that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It's nothing like a good cleansing from the word of God. I have to admit, I want my heart to be assured. I want my soul to be assured. And you know, that confirmation of the word of God, man, that's good. I like to leave out of the house of God squeaky clean. I might get dirty out in the world, but I can come in here and get a good cleansing and go out and I'm ready to go through another week. Amen. But it says uh, uh, they've become filthy. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. You'll have a better chance at doing good if you attend the house of God. Amen. If nothing else, you'd be like my neighbors. They see old brother Eddie in that car driving to church. I noticed they's gone this morning. Now, they may be gone to the football game, I don't know. But there might be a possibility that they're going to the house of God. They need to see you going to the house of God. They need to see you reading your Bible. I just came from a nursing home. And I couldn't get nobody to open my door. So in an effort to get somebody to open my door, I said, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to Him in prayer. They run over and open that door for me. <laughs> Amen. Lift up one of them spiritual songs. You'll find out, buddy. They'll get you out of there. Amen. But uh, here, none that doeth good. I hope that's never true about us. There's so much that needs to be done out there. And I, I just hear all kind of good works. I, I, I don't know if it's Sister Rita or not, but Sister Sharon was telling me about a lady that's trying to get clothes for the homeless and trying to get food to them. And I know that we as a church gave some food to a lady that's trying to feed hungry people. Oh, that's, if you're going to have a reputation, have a reputation for doing good. Brother Donnie, uh, he always tried to help this man. His name was Wolfie. That was his nickname. But it, he was really kind of impossible to help. There just wasn't no way to help him. But Donnie never gave up trying to help him. 
and then found out he done graduated this life and there's just so much you can do uh, so many days you can do it soon they're gone amen but Donnie never gave up on old Wolfie he kept giving him money kept trying to help him and uh, you know it's, there's a, a blessing in that I mean you can't give all you got to somebody uh, Rita's telling this morning about Joel picking up a guy walking and I got to know him a little bit giving him a ride to work uh, he uh you know, he's trying to get his life straightened out. We can, we can do a little bit, amen. I picked up some guy uh, going home, just got out of jail. I didn't know it. I picked him up and I uh, took him home, took him to his wife. And so far, they've stayed together, amen. But uh, we need to do good. Jesus went about doing good, amen. Well, so, Wayne, yeah. I have to add to what Sharon had told you. The lady texted me and the clothes that we gave... Uh, She's done distributing them all to the Amen. Church. She said, give them a load, amen. <laughs> oh, brother Eddie, I got some I'm going to bring. I just wanted to wash them before I bought them. They're coats. They may not need them until I get them clean to get them here. But uh, I think we need to do good. Hey, while the opportunity's there, I'm convinced we don't have much longer to be here. This may be the very year that the Lord comes for His church. With that in mind, I'd rather be in church when He comes. The beer down there, I don't know, you got some kind of Super Bowl Sunday or something, I don't know. That's a crazy day we're living in. But nothing should take the place of Jesus. Amen. Jesus healed ten lepers. Helping to notice, only one of them came to give him thanks. He said, Where are the nine? You know, he healed me. I'm going to be here as, as long as I can. Amen. I want to praise him. I want to be a blessing. I tell you what, I want to give praise and, and honor. I, I want to bring a glory to His majesty. I'm telling you, He's wonderful. Amen. But here, verse 3 says they're all gone aside. Let that not be named about us. They're all together become filthy. Let it never be true. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. And that's a sad commentary. Verse 4 says, have all the workers of iniquity no, no knowledge? You know, <laughs> there's no excuse. <laughs> you find that in Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 3. And uh, we'll, we'll read that. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. When I say there's no excuse, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? <coughs> Not only is there no escape, but there's no excuse. I, I, I'm telling you, uh, the world wants an excuse, but there ain't one. And that's not good English, but it's Kentucky English, amen. <laughs> but uh, in, uh, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it talks about, but for the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. If you've got a microscope, you can see these invisible things, and they all point to the Creator. There's just no missing it. Being clearly seen and being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they're without excuse. No excuse, no escape. And it says, Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? If they've not got no knowledge, it's because they haven't sought it. There's the church on every corner. Listening to Ron Ralph preach this morning, he said, We ain't got no right to complain in America. He said, Take a trip to India. Take a trip to Africa. He said, go over there to Iraq. 
Go over there to uh, Syria. Go over there, you know, to uh, to uh, uh, some of those poverty-stricken places and come back and you'll say, I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't realize just how blessed I was. Uh, the workers of iniquity have no knowledge. Have all the workers of iniquity have no knowledge. Who eat up my people as they eat bread. Uh, you know, uh, that's one thing we don't need to do. Is we don't need to bite and devour one another. We need to encourage one another and love one another and forgive one another and pray one for another. And uh, says, who eat up my people. God makes a distinction. It's his people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. That just means they don't care. They, they don't care about God. They don't care about God's people. Uh, our, our day and time, the church is kind of under attack. Uh, it got thrown out of our schools. Now our children are being indoctrinated with the poisons of, uh, you know, uh, homosexuality and gender confusion. God's not the author of confusion. And, you know, we're still teaching our children about God, which when I, was, I started school in 1960 at E.B. Terry Elementary School, and God was in every grade. All the way to the sixth grade, uh, they they talked about God in the fourth grade. It came across the intercom that our president John F. Kennedy had been assassinated, and uh, they dismissed the school that day. And I remember walking home thinking, "What's happened?" I mean, it was just in the fourth grade. Walking home, nobody said a word. There wasn't a word said as we walked out of that school as children. Not a word was said. I walked home wondering what what has happened here. That that's the hour that you know that that not only that started America falling away and still continues to fall away, but our our schools need a revival. You know, I'll be I'm gonna say this, and I, sometimes I say things, and I notice that people are listening because they come up with it. I said something a while back about you know if you want to make some money, uh, put this together and it'll sell like that and they did well I want this to be on there hey if you want if you want to make a lot of money start a good fundamental Christian school amen amen you do that and God will make you a millionaire overnight not only will God bless you but those children will be a blessing right at the nursing home this week, Andy brought some of his children by the nursing home there to encourage my wife, and they homeschooled their children. Man, he won't even let me give them a piece of candy. And, and you know, I, I'm not—I kind of commend him for it. I mean, I, I have to admit, I kind of wish I some of that stuff my parents did. But he watches over those children. Uh, tremendous father, Andy is, and uh, they come over there, boy. And I mean, they playing their instruments. Annabelle, I, I didn't know how to record, but she sung that first song, and she's got a voice like an angel. Boy, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I'm trying to figure out how to record the dead burn thing, and figured it out on the last song, how to record it, and then I tried to send it out as far as I could send it, amen. And, uh, you know, that's what we ought to focus on, doing what we can while we can. And uh, it says, uh, who eat up my people as they eat bread. They'll chew you up, spit you out. 
They'll call you everything. They'll do all manner evil about you. I talk to some of them girls over there at the nursing home trying to carry the word of God a little further. One of the therapists come see my wife and she's a good Christian lady. And we got talking about the Lord. And I said, I want to quote one Bible verse to you. I try to always quote at least one. She, was, she allowed me to quote about 20 to her. But I quoted her Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. I said, it's, if I was a woman, I said, this would be my verse. It says, beauty is vain. It's like a flower. It fades. We're beautiful today. And next thing you know, the hairs fell out. The teeth are falling out. Uh, you know, the wrinkles have, have come on. And beauty's vain. It's just for a little while. I mean, the grass, uh, the grass fadeth, the flower fadeth, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth away. It's us. We just got just a little while. If you have got any good looks, it ain't going to last long. I'll tell you that right now. But I told her, I said, that Bible verse says, beauty's vain. It says, favor's deceitful. If somebody will say what you want to hear to your face, don't tell them what they say about you behind your back. And I said, the latter part of that verse is affirmative. The latter part of that verse says, but a woman that feareth the Lord. She shall be praised. If I was a woman, that'd be my verse, amen. Hey, I want to be praised, amen. I want to be a jewel for his crown. I want to be an ornament of praise, a sweet fragrance. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm. Verse 5. There were they in great fear. You know there's no fear of God today. I know what got me going to church. I'll tell you everybody now. I knew one day old Eddie's going to die. I can remember as about 10 years old being afraid to close my eyes, afraid of where I'd wake up at. Amen? You know, I didn't do nothing about that until I was 34 years old. I wouldn't really want to do anything about then. That little 8-year-old boy come in the bedroom of his drunk daddy and got him going to church. But it says, there were they in great fear. You know, when I heard that man of God preach that day at Bethel Baptist Church, Brother Ricky Provitt, my pastor, he said, every idle word that men speak, they shall give account of in the day of judgment. Now, I'm in the house of God, not necessarily because I want to be, but because a little eight-year-old boy that asked his drunk daddy to go to church with him that day, and I couldn't tell him no, but that preacher told me something I have to admit, I had to do something with it. I, I'm telling him I had a filthy mouth, filthy mind. I was pretty much filthy all over, but boy, he put it in good context. He said they'll give account of it in the day of judgment. And I have to admit, but the fear of God got a hold of me. And it says, There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. See, I was in the church, and they's right, and I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I was there, I didn't fit in, but I needed to be there. I'll tell you right now, if you're out there lost today, you're dragging your feet about going to church. You're not never going to get no help until you come in the house of God and you hear the Word of God and that seed gets planted in your heart and you start getting a little bit of faith thinking, well, if God can forgive Donnie and God can forgive Eddie, He can surely forgive me. That's kind of the way it works. I'm, I'm just telling you. I looked around. I saw people I grew up with there. I saw people I worked with there. And I'm sitting there thinking, what are they doing here? And I have to admit, even though I didn't get saved that day, it didn't take me but the next day to get saved, I just didn't know how to get saved. But it says, they 
there were they in great fear for God is in the generation of the righteous. God was there that day. When that preacher preached, there was something on the table for me. Now they was, they was eating bread and fish on the fire. But I was eating the word of God as reproof, rebuke, and exhortation. God put his finger on the problem. Even though I had a problem, he also let me know there was hope for me, help for me. If you're out there today lost, God sets a table for all. You come to the house of God, you'll find out there will be something on the table for you. God just don't set the table for a few. He sets a table for all. Even today, when I preach today, uh, it'll go somewhere. There'll be someone say, Brother Eddie, I needed that. I needed to be reminded of that. I needed to hear that. There'll be something on there for you today. There were they in great fear. For God is in the generation of the righteous. Verse 6, he said, You have shamed the counsel of the poor because the Lord is his refuge. <laughs> I heard this and I, I'll just tell you, it was Brother Bill Grady that said it. And Tammy, she's reading one of his books right now. She done got her. She probably done read it. But uh, one of the things, he, it's just kind of, a, kind of funny. He said, uh, he said, he said that's about as, as useful as dental floss in a Willie Nelson concert. I'm just telling you, poor people, they have problems too. Uh, this world thinks you got to be rich to be happy. Hey, listen, I'm rich, but in different ways. They think you got to have a college degree to have success. Most successful day of my life was April 27, 1988. I had a home run that day, Sharon. I laid hold on eternal life. I got a refuge for my soul. It's well with my soul. The Bible said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world? Lost his soul. Boy, poor. The Bible talks about the poor quite a bit. Psalms 34 verse 6 says, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. In Psalms chapter number 40 verse 17, David said, I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh on me. But in Exodus chapter 22, Sister Sarah, verse 27, God said, when the poor crieth unto me, He said, I'll hear, for I'm gracious. There's a gracious God in heaven, and He's no respecter of persons. I don't care whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're smart or dumb in a box of rocks like me. He said, I'll hear. I'm gracious. What a gracious God that inhabits eternity. What a gracious God. It's up there looking down and says, let me help you. You know, I don't know. I've raised a few kids. Uh, no offense, Lucy. But a lot of my children, I want to help them. They say, I don't need no help. I can do it all by myself. <laughs> That's kind of the way we are. We want to do it all by ourselves. But there's some things you need help with. The Lord's a very present help in time of trouble. He's the kind of help we need of, and we don't we don't want to admit it, 
But we need His help to make it through the day. Uh, sometimes we take off in such a hurry we forget to ask God to help us through the day. But He said, You've shamed the counsel of the poor because the Lord is His refuge. That's all the poor person's got. Carolyn, that's all the poor person needs. Ooh, I'm rich in other ways. <laughs> Glory! Verse 7, Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of His people, and they are in captivity right now, it says, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. What's another name for Jacob? Somebody changed his name from Jacob to what? Israel. Remember that? God said he wrestled there and he said your name no longer be Jacob and be Israel. Amen. Israel shall be glad. Jacob shall rejoice. Amen. My Lord, boy, prayer really works. Amen. How'd you make it from Florida to here so quick? Good to see Sister Brenda this morning. We've been praying for her. She's down there where the tornadoes is coming in. Having trouble with her shoulders and her neck and her knees. Looks like she's got a tan while she's down there. <laughs> but here it says, uh, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Romans 11 verse 25 and 26 says all of Israel shall be saved. Isaiah 45 verse 17 also says that all of Israel shall be saved. Uh, you know God is, is, is going to help His people. Now we're in a church age we don't, they've got a veil over their heart. Somebody said why can't the Jews believe? Hey, Bob Malkin believed. Brother Bob Malkin, God's little Jew uh, his mother and father disowned him when he got saved. and His younger brother makes fun of him. But, but Sybil, I love old brother Bob. He calls me all the time. And shout, I mean just shout all over the place. Uh, encourages me. Brother Bob, such a blessing. I pray that God would get his mother and his father and his younger brother under conviction. And I pray they won't be able to shake it. I pray the pains of hell will get a hold of them like a woman and travail a child. I'm praying they'll call Brother Bob and say, what we need to, get, need to do to get saved, we've had enough. You'll see the preparation hearts of the Lord. I got saved and I wanted my dad to get saved. And morning, faith. And I thought it'd be just like that. And I fasted for my dad. I lost... 40 pounds fasting for my father. And I wasn't going to let up. I was down with skin and bone. My dad said, what's wrong with you? I said, nothing wrong with me, dad. But Brother Patrick, after I fasted all I could fast and prayed all I could pray, I just had to believe God. Ten years later, three o'clock in the morning, my dad called me. And said, son, I just want you to know I just got saved. He said, I know you've been praying for me. And I know you wanted me to get saved. And I want you to know. And actually, I thought I dreamed it. <laughs> I woke up the next morning. I thought, did I dream that? Was that real? And I called my dad. Boy, he's still shouting. And he gave me his testimony. By 3 o'clock in the morning, phone call. Don't give up. I, I, didn't, I hadn't given up. But I wasn't 
contending in the fasting. I mean, I'd done down to nothing. There wasn't nothing else left. This skin and bone looked like a refugee. But you see, that preparation of heart. My dad was hard-hearted. Headstrong. Stubborn. God prepares the heart. Then plants a seed. Then waters it. And then gives increase. We'll stop right there. Don't give up on your lost loved ones. You may think they're not going to ever get saved. I did. To somewhat degree, I thought my dad was never going to get saved. You might get a 3 o'clock in the morning phone call. They might say, Sybil, I just got saved. Thank you for not giving up on me. Yeah, it'll be worth it then, won't it? And hallelujah. All right. We'll, We'll stop right there. Father, thank you for the lesson this morning. Thank you for the spirit that's here this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the souls that are here this morning. We thank you and praise you. Give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Man, that's borderline preaching. Amen.